Bonjour and welcome to Meet Us in Paris, the podcast where we dive into all things travel related. I am your host today, Kristen, and I'm joined by my fabulous co-hosts, Tanya and Zen. Today, we have a special episode lined up for you as we discuss the topic that's on everyone's minds when they go on a trip, things we hate about travel. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Gosh. And well, ciao, everyone. Uh, we all love travel, yes, but let's be honest, it can be so frustrating and gosh darn irritating. In this episode, we're going to delve into those little annoyances or maybe big ones and vent out our travel-related grievances. And while traveling is a wonderful experience, it is not always sunshine and rainbows. Sometimes it is outright H-E double hockey sticks. <laughs> Today, we're going to share our personal stories and gripes. It's time to get real about the deep, dark, not-so-glamorous side of exploring the world. So grab your passports, buckle up, and let's embark on this hopefully funny, honest, and unfiltered discussion. But before we begin, a short message from our sponsor. Meet Us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals. And we can help you reach yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big, take risks, be amazing. All right, so I guess I'm going to kick things off. <laughs> so, <laughs> frankly, um, one thing that I hate about travel is coming home, the flying home part, driving <laughs> home, whatever. It doesn't matter if I am ready to be home. I have been on trips where I'm so excited to come home. I can't wait to be home. But the whole process of going home is so it so i swear to god there are times where i'm like i'm not even sure it was worth it to travel because i'm so miserable going through the whole process of coming home and <laughs> living on the west coast um and doing a lot of travel where we go to like we go i have to think about this we go east to like europe or the east coast the flights home are always the longer ones yes, so because are. of like the trade winds, right? And the patterns, like usually the flights between cities, it's always about an hour more or less, depending on which way you're going. And it seems like all of my travel, the longer flight is always the one coming home, which always makes it that much worse too. Even if it's not longer, it just feels longer. Yes. You just want to be home. just, yeah, the, agreed. All the minor inconveniences are that much more annoying and like impossible to deal with when you just want to be home. You're not looking forward to like anything new, nothing else. What You just want to like get home and be in your bed and that it makes all that so much worse that sometimes I feel like I need to evaluate, will this be worth the trip home <laughs> to it? Okay, I got a question for you too. Yeah. Because this actually, this was a question I saw on Reddit. Now, we all live in Orange County. When you're coming back from any trip, but more specifically like an international trip, mm -hmm. would you rather 
end your flight in Los Angeles? Oh my gosh! Or would you rather end your flight with an extra connector to SNA, which this is, is John the Wayne. question every extra connector time? Oh, I mean, Me but too. I just I just found a flight that was so much cheaper to Spain that I really want to go to that I'm like, oh, do I do it? I mean, it was a direct. So I don't know. What about you, Kristen? I, especially in this day and age, I usually try to get as direct as possible, which means I will opt to go to LA because especially now there are so many more instances of flight cancellations and delays and lost luggage that the more flights you have, the more risk you are. I hear you. But that being said, even before COVID, every time I went on a trip, it was always do I leave from here and have a layover or do I go up to LA and have a direct flight? And whichever one I chose, I regretted it. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm in the cab back from LA and it's so much traffic and it took me forever to get through customs or whatever, I'm always like, I should have just taken the layover. And then when I have the layover, when I'm sitting there waiting and going through extra security, I'm like, I wish I had just taken a direct <laughs> flight and would be in like by now. So, um, there's no good answer from me. <laughs> I'm a complete John Wayne person, if I yeah. can. Because the two things is... You like I, cats. Well, you know what? The thing okay. is, like, I hate to, I hate that drive from yeah, me too. Orange County to LAX. Yes. Like LAX is a zoo. Checking into my luggage in LAX is a zoo. And so I don't like that process. And I like... John Wayne is usually easy to check in. You fly out to LAX or San Francisco, for that matter, or wherever you're going, and go from there. And I tend to like that. And also, when I'm coming back, it might be, it's just like when you land at the airport, it's easier to get your luggage out of John mm-hmm. Wayne, I feel like, than yep. um, LAX. No, I know it is. And then the next part is also, I'm like 10 minutes away from, once I hit John Wayne, it's just like, I'm home. When I'm in LAX, it's just like, oh, my God, I still have another hour or two to get home. You know, even though it's kind of local, but it's not. Anyway. Yeah, I sometimes take, um, I get out in LAX, I leave, and then I come back in, which is a pain to organize. But it's a direct flight there, and then I don't care the layover coming back. So it just depends. But hmm, hear you. All right. Well. I'm going to go in with what one of my hate things is. I hate packing Tetris. (laughs) (laughs) So the thing is, it always feels like when you're leaving to go somewhere, you got your clothes all nicely folded up, and then you put it in the luggage. You get there. You take out the clothes. You might even have it washed, but you can never get the clothes back into the luggage, no matter it's got to be even if it's the same amount it's like digging a hole there's always more dirt than the hole will hold again that's my (laughs) luggage um and that's also if you don't buy any souvenirs or anything else so that's that's one of my big things like if i tetris it out and i'm so accomplished and i've closed my suitcase and it's waiting by the door to leave all i can think is yeah but i usually come home with more stuff yeah like how am i going to do it on the way back that's part of what makes coming home so insufferable. 
I have one of those. Ah. My luggage has that expansion gusset, you know. And we always open that, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's it's like that um, little extra notch on your belt when you're going to a buffet that you just loosen it up ahead of time. So that's what I do, but it's never enough. That extra inch just isn't enough to uh, to put all your stuff in it. So, so I hate that. I I don't like Tetris, packing. Yeah, yeah I so, don't like packing. I have bought these, those, you guys have probably seen them, um, at Ikea I got them, the travel bags that you put in like, and then like they're, they're rectangular or square and then you I just- I them all the time. And that still doesn't work for you? You know, it's usually the dirty clothes part. I, yeah, I, I just need to fold them better, I think, or something. Yeah. I, I love travel bags. Then I also take stuff that I know I'm going to throw away, like an old t-shirt, maybe I'll sleep with that and then- get it out throw it away or whatever donate it when i'm leaving stuff like that i'll do a lot of that kind of stuff that way my my um luggage is a little bit more empty yeah. so then anyway i mean you have you've traveled you know exactly actually i had a friend who was traveling and intended on bringing back as much souvenirs as she could so she brought all of her like ready to throw away clothes and essentially threw away all of her clothes as she traveled throughout the world and oh then goodness. slowly filled it up with souvenirs. Whoa. So she, when she came back, she had essentially no clothes. She was but naked. But it was filled with souvenirs. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So mine, I hate, is the customs and emigration line. <laughs> you know, <laughs> those lines are just crazy um it's kind of like you get there no matter what and um and sometimes the tsa isn't working whatever it's just um a pain but um with immigration i think it's funny because no matter what the country it's it's painful right but it's necessary and you're sitting there kind of nervous what am i going to say am i going to say the wrong thing i'm from colombia what's that going to mean when you know they see my passport that i'm American passport, but born over there. So, like, don't complain, smile, but don't look creepy, and then don't say anything wrong. So, like, that's crazy. But and and then I guess that one also ties in with um like the the security and and boarding because then you have those people who haven't flown regularly, oh, yeah. don't know where their boarding pass is now, or where they put their passport. Oh, I can't bring liquids in. Oh, Oh, it's like read the freaking sign and it's kind of like so uh, keep an eye out for those people and move far away um you know if they look confused go run the other direction so that's one of my biggest i'm like god anyway uh that's part of the trouble all right who's next i guess it's me again i guess it is how much bass <laughs> so I don't know if this is so much the traveling process, but one thing that really frustrates me when I travel, and this is no one's fault, this is part of the whole experience, but I hate not knowing where things are when I get there in the sense that like, depending on what I'm looking for, do I go to a pharmacy for this? Do you have a convenience uh. store for this? I mean... Sometimes even things as simple as alcohol, like you don't know if you can get them in grocery stores. Are they only in specific kinds of stores? You know, even here in the United States in the South, like you can only get alcohol at ABC stores. Like I hate that. And I remember, I don't know where I was, but it was like I had arrived in a new country. I had a raging headache and I just needed to get some aspirin or something. And it was like, I had no idea where to go for it at home. 
I might have gone to like a Rite Aid or a CVS, right. you know, those like, I guess those are still called pharmacies, but they're like more like expanded convenience stores. And I feel like those are almost pretty American. Like, I feel like it's rare to see convenience stores elsewhere. Or if they do have them, do they sell medicine? Like, never knowing, or, like... Yeah, how, how they sell medicine. Are. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it, it's it's so weird. Like, even, um, like, we have 7-Eleven here. I don't know if you guys have been to um, Copenhagen, but there are 7-Elevens on, like, every corner, and they are so nice. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> They sell really good food at the 7-Elevens. Like that was a really popular place to get really good sandwiches. And that's part of the fun part of like discovering, oh my gosh. But I would never otherwise have seen a 7-Eleven and think, let me get lunch there. Um, And so some of that's fun. But when you need like medicine or something like that, I just hate being like, I don't know how I'm supposed to do this here. You know, in Chile, when I was there, and I don't know if it's the same right now, of course, the thing is, like, if even if you wanted something like what we would consider over the counter, like an ibuprofen, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. actually had to talk to a pharmacist to get it. Oh, right. That's yep. a lot uh-huh. of um, South America, I think. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, when we go to Argentina. Um, yeah, but you can almost get anything. You just talk to them and okay. <laughs> yeah, but but the fact that you know, like here, you know, you just run over to the local Target and it's like you can get your ibuprofen, just put right. it on the shelf. You don't have to talk to anyone, and and you know, there you actually have to talk to a pharmacist before you can get anything. Just, anything, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And what if they don't speak English or you don't speak the language too? Yeah, you know? then, then you start hurting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, let's see. Okay. All right, here's the next thing that I have a problem with. The freaking shower in the hotel. Okay, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but I have been in hundreds of hotels. I am not kidding. And it seems like every single freaking hotel has a different six-valve shower with two shower heads and stuff like that. And I can never, ever figure out how to turn on the water or once you turn on the water how to get it out of this shower head versus that shower head how not to get scalding water so i don't get third degree burns or like completely you know, doused and stuff like that this isn't way. specific to travel this can be just your neighbor's house too you know like <laughs> everybody has their own unique shower it's so frustrating and then yeah. when you, they don't tell you how you to use it it's kind of like go in wild west yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't understand why they feel like you should have a degree in hydro engineering and a plumbing. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's just absolutely crazy. Um, but it's it's so strange. They are all so different from mm-hmm. hot- and and now it feels like there's this hotel like like mini war that <laughs> do you? I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. It's like now they all had to have the like um, the rain shower head. So oh. it kind of like drops down, drips onto you. And then they have the ones with the six shower heads or whatever. And it's just like, I mean, once you figure it out, it is actually kind of nice. But but to figure out how to turn them on, they, it should not require an, an instruction manual. And then <laughs> the second, like, I'll, I'll add on to this is like, um, as much as I like a bidet, when I'm in Japan, the bidets have like 20 buttons. Oh, and they're geez. all in Japanese, and they don't have icons. So, <laughs> and, good luck. They're another adventure. Yeah, and and you know, like I I like my I like mine to be on and off, 
and that's all you need in a bidet, right? <laughs> but but why there's twenty buttons and and they're usually like in three or four different colors, like red and blue and green. And it's just like you know they have to signify something, and then probably it's also like and- in braille as well. But anyways, okay, that that's <laughs> my that's my thing about toilets and showers. <laughs> and it's a good one. It's very relatable. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm in the bathroom as well. Toilets. When we travel and the toilets, the restrooms. Um, again, uh, where are they? And why are the why are they called different things that I don't understand? And um, <laughs> you know, and I have to pay. Why do I have to pay? And why is there a person inside? Do they want a tip? Mm-hmm. Are they going to sell me toilet paper? And where is the toilet? <laughs> paper and yeah. then it's like oh i had to bring it with me and then oh get yeah that's there. crazy too when uh-huh. that happens. Mm-hmm. and then it's like there's no lock okay you know how what do i do like you know doing a, a like what is it gymnastics to hold the door not sit on the toilet and whatever yep. and then um and then you'll go to like oh there isn't a toilet it's just a hole in the floor oh yep, yep. Um, oh yeah you know, and then the toilet paper, they're like low budget sometimes that are like sandpaper. I've seen some with little tiny like sticks. Like, I don't know, where do they buy this toilet paper? Um, anyway, and then I remember one time on a train to Italy, there wasn't any. So I went and went to the cafeteria and I said, do you have like a napkin or anything? I just didn't have anything. And he said, yeah. And he gave me a little tiny square. And I said, oh, one? No. and he goes, there's 600 people on the train. <laughs> I'll never forget. That was one of my memorable moments. And I just laughed and I said, okay. And, you know, there's a Seinfeld episode about that. What is there? <laughs> a Seinfeld episode about only giving someone one square of toilet paper and how rude that oh, is. Oh, I'm going to go look for it. It's, <laughs> it's something my husband and I laugh about all the time. I said, there's 600 people. You better not go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> so we found some. You know, we may that do, but funny. anyway. Um, so toilets. I remember, oh, here's another one. My friend, I found, I, I met up with a friend in Barcelona and we were tourists, you know, like going somewhere touristy and the lines were a mess to go to the toilet. <laughs> and my, my, my friend goes, okay. And you know, she spoke Spanish. This is really messed up. You guys are over here and you guys are over here. Everybody get in a line and let's get it organized. And they actually did it. <laughs> we all went in very orderly. Wow. Um, but it was funny because here comes the American to, you know, organize. Anyway, toilets are funny. Sorry. <laughs> Let's see. Oh Where are God. we? I guess it's, it's, it's Christian. I guess it's me. That goes by um, fast, huh? I didn't list anything else. All right. But, but I can say I'm sure we can all relate to the airport. The airport just... It can be nice and relaxing if you have the time and it's a good airport, but I usually just assume the airport's going to be awful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just the stress to hurry up and wait. And, and walking and the people. I mean, I traveled pre-9-11 and it used to definitely not oh. be like this. And just the so easy. Is so, it's so stressful and it's, it's frustrating that, I mean, nobody has an excuse to be you know, belligerent and rude. I get that. But it is the airlines and the airports, they make it so hard. It's already so stressful that of course people are on edge and snippy. And it's like the airlines just want to charge you more and give you less all the time. And then it's like, you have to pay for checked bag and then no one can find room for their carry on. And it's like, 
It's already stressful enough as it is. Why do they make it even worse on us? So that frustrates me too. Do you know used to be if you went on a plane trip, your family used to be able to go all the way up to the gate with you? Yeah, that was before 9-11, yes. You can still see that. there. I remember like the, the Friends episodes... Yeah, or Rachel's telling Ross she loves him, and she literally waits at the gate for him to come off the plane. Like, yeah, it was a different world. It was yeah. exciting, and you I got used to, so happy to see the person. Or you yeah, know. I I just remember taking him to the gate and waiting, waving goodbye, mm-hmm. and then like being at the gate and waiting for them to make that turn on the you know the the gangplank or whatever, and around the corner, and then you can see and you start waving because you see your family. And now it's just like you meet them on the curb if you're lucky after a phone call. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it, it's it's a different world. It really is. So, so like fifteen and twenty year olds are laughing at us right now. You know, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. By the way, but it's okay. We did talk, it, and they didn't. Talking about John Wayne, this is the most interesting thing that I've heard. Um, I don't know if they started it up, but I guess the restaurants in the, the airport want more business. And now you can actually um, get a pass, pre-approved Whoa. pass, so you can go to the airport park and go eat behind the security gate. Okay, but who's choosing to eat there with their inflated prices? I, I don't know, but I would just thought... Who wants to go behind the right. security gate and eat, yeah. just like you said, kind of mediocre food at super expensive prices? Yeah. I want to go so I can say bye to the people who are leave- leaving on the plane. So that's where I would go for. Yeah. So. Okay. I got one more. Okay. Good for you. Go. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to call this the airport security prison search. Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. So this is the equivalent of a stripped down weapons search when they let you go into prison before you go into general population. It's sure. because, you know, the time the you were ch- there. I'm sorry? The time you were there. The time I was there. You know, uh-huh. I'm not afraid to go back. But, um, <laughs> And the thing is, it, it to make things worse is just like you know, it's one thing that you had to take off your shoes, and you had to you had to take your backpack apart. You know, it's like here's my laptop, here's my soda, here's my quart bag that has my liquids in it, or like my lotion in it, and stuff like that. And then you have to reassemble everything back. You had to put your belt back on, your shoes back on, or whatever, your jacket back on. But I think the worst part is getting, you have to see other people's feet. Lots of people don't wear don't wear socks, <laughs> or they got these really ugly socks. And I don't need this type of negativity in my life before going onto a plane. Right. And also, if you're gonna, you know, the worst thing is you got this woman sitting next to you, and you realize I know what your feet look like. I just can't deal with it. <laughs> I'm just gonna think about Aren't your feet the rest this? of the trip. I, I have. I've never had that thought in my head, so thank you. I will now have to think about people's feet because of you. And You're on welcome. that note, You're welcome. <laughs> my God. Anyway. All right. Uh, all right. Well, so, yeah. I mean, these are all pretty universal. I think we can all bond and relate. I think we can do this again and come up with more, actually. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, yeah. I would like to... Um, to maybe uh, put it out there, the, these are first world problems. But anyway, now that it's out there, it's okay. We all, oh, you know, we'll, we'll own it. 
Right. Um, well, thank you guys for tuning into our things we hate about <laughs> We hope you guys had as much fun as we did. And what do you think? Contact us on our social media channels where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles, and more. Also, if you're newer to our podcast, be sure to listen to our older podcasts. Our suggestion for today is our episode where we interviewed chef and culinary instructor, Chef Dennis Lidley. Is that how you pronounce it? I think Lidley? so. Yeah. yeah. And it's um, askchefdennis.com is his website. And there he talks about international cooking and all the comfort from your home. Mia in Paris is the University of California. Irvine Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workplace knowledge, or seeking a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu for the professional courses. And thanks again for tuning in. Bye. 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 Bye.